Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Bring It On Podcast. I am Erin. I am your host. I might be a bit crazy, sometimes obsessed, a little bit overdramatic probably sometimes, but hey, I'm passionate about what I believe in, and I'm not scared to speak it out loud. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. So, that being said, let's go. Good morning and happy Monday. Did you know that Monday is the best day of the week? I'm for real. I'm for real. I'm not kidding. Monday is the best day of the week. If you do not currently look at your week and Monday's the best day, like, need to reevaluate. Do I sound crazy? Everybody's like, what the fuck, Aaron? Monday can just bite me. Um, I thought that for a long, long time, but then I then I changed my mindset. And you know what's cool about changing your mindset? Like you change your mindset, you can change your life. Hello. Did we know this? Guess what? You do now. If you're listening to this, now you do. Now you know. And you already know that I'm crazy, so it's totally fine. I can accept that. I'm cool with that. And uh, yeah but it's true. Did you know that like a lot of times the craziest people are the ones that are right? (laughs) Let that roll around in your noggin for a hot minute. Okay. So it's Monday. It's October 17th. I hope everybody had an awesome weekend. It was fucking cold this weekend and uh, it's a touch chilly this morning. I think it was like 28 when I left my house. I'm like, oh my God, it's October. It's not fucking winter yet. Come on. It's going to be cold. But then, you know, of course, it's supposed to be like 70 this weekend. So, hello. Welcome to the Midwest. If you don't like the wind or like the weather, just wait five minutes, right? Isn't that what we say around here? Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, I had the opportunity, um, the pleasure to have another doubleheader this weekend of soccer games because that's my life currently. (laughs) And um, I say it as an opportunity because I'm always trying to see the positive in things that just, especially when they aggravate me. (laughs) We're not going to go into the aggravation because I'm not giving that space in my mind. I get to coach um, a team of 16 minus one who's injured currently. Poor kid. She has a a fracture and she's in a boot and on crutches and I feel bad for the poor kid but so a roster of 15 girls and like everybody has different stuff going on every weekend or well shit every day right so some of them are two sport athletes some of them are softball players and some of them were gone this weekend and they had their last uh, divas tournament which I do believe they won um so big shout out to the divas for this weekend And, um, so we were down a few, we had not as many girls to play this weekend because some of them were gone, which there's nothing wrong with that. They, they do their thing and some of them, you know, do two sports and figure out later on what they want to do. So at one point in time, um, the second game, uh, Olivia is one of 
my soccer girls, my daughter. If you don't know who Liv is, then, um, or if you're new here, Olivia's my daughter. She's in fourth grade and she loves soccer and she hates to run. So <laughs> currently, anyways, I'm gonna make a runner out of that kid yet if it kills her. <laughs> Just kidding. If she doesn't want to be, she doesn't have to be. But she was having, um, there was a lot of volleying back and forth, like just bomb kicking back and forth and back and forth at the second game. And I kind of got a little bit stern with her. And I told her when she was on the field, I said, Liv, I said, stop just kicking it out. You have to be in control of your kicks. I said, stop the ball, turn your body and then kick. You've got time. She got pissed at me because I'm her mom, and she got mad because she thought I was just singling her out. Well, I was, because she needed to make a correction. And listen, I'm not the, the oh, you're doing great soccer coach, okay? I'm the coach that is the one that's probably the hard ass, I guess, because I will specifically stop a girl and tell her, okay, this is what we're doing wrong. This is what we need to do. One-on-one, I'm in her face, down on her level, and we're having this discussion. And it's not fluffy. It's factual. It's to the point. And it's like, I guess in my mind, that's how we need to communicate with one another is we need to be like to the point, no fluffy bullshit. So she got mad at me. And then we had about three or four minutes left of that half. And then they came in for halftime. And she was over on the sideline. And I'm like, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. So all the girls were grabbing their water bottles and coming into the huddle and she was kind of hanging back and just pissy, right? And, and then everybody came in and they knelt down and I'm like, Livia, right now I am your coach. I'm not your mom. You can be pissed at me later. Get over here. So she did and like kind of just shook it off and like, I'm talking to you as your coach. That's my job right now. I'm not your mom right now. I'm your, I'm your coach right now. So then after that, we talked about the whole situation and then she did what I asked her to do and things went better. So they ended up winning both games. Um, the second game, they kind of was a little bit chaotic. Uh, it just, sometimes that happens. And <laughs> I'm glad we played in the order we did or Laporte City would have creamed us because uh, they they really were just kind of all out of sorts. But part of it was because I kind of moved some positions around so they weren't playing all of the positions that they normally play. I moved a couple girls around here and there just to get them some extra play time in different positions because the team that we were playing against was just all third graders. And the first time we played them, we annihilated them 11 to nothing. I mean, dominated them. So I didn't want to like, I wanted to take the opportunity to give the girls some different play time and some positions that they're not as familiar with. You know, capitalize on the skill advantage that we have over the other team. So we did that. We still won three to zero. Um, and that was good. And it was it was a fucking wreck. <laughs> it was a wreck, but it was okay. I mean, it turned out okay. But when some of the, th it's funny because the third graders and the fourth graders is what our team is made up of, right? So they go from 
the small fields in first and second grade, or they have no goalie, they don't have as many rules, they have to stay outside the box, um, the goal box, which is super small in front of the goal. And your field size is like half again, the size of the field that they played on. So it's kind of intimidating as a third grader. So and then the fourth graders, they've got a year of experience playing on this bigger field with a goalie, all the things, right? So they've got that whole year of experience under their belt. So the third graders kind of are a little bit more timid. And uh, they learn quickly. They, they learn quickly. And I got to say, like, our third graders that we have on our team, we have some really awesome players on our team. The majority of them are, they are killers. It's, it's great to see the level of dedication and competition and drive in these young girls. They're, I mean, they're like eight, nine years old. Um, and for them to go out there, they are focused on the game they are focused on their on their ball handling. Um, their communication could be better, and we really struggle with them bunching up. Um, we got to work on that more often. That whole spreading out and that whole situation is a situation. But overall, I mean, our third graders are really good. And next year, as fourth graders, they're going to dominate. I have full faith and confidence that they are just going to they're going to dominate because they're going to have that year that rough year under their belt. And that team that we played second, yes, on Saturday, those girls next year are going to dominate. That other team is going to be really good. There's a lot of skill on that team and they are going to be a force to be reckoned with because they'll have a whole entire year of getting the snot kicked out of them. And uh, as long as they stick with it and keep working, they got good skills. They really do. They're just intimidated by our girls who are more aggressive. And if they were not intimidated by our girls being more aggressive, we would have had our hands full with these girls. I don't know who how it would have went. But anyway, so that was that was our fun weekend. Um, that first game, oh my God, I froze my ass off. And then the second game was a little bit better, but they were still windy and it was cold. But I guess it's getting to be close to winter time. So suck it up, buttercup. Here we go. It is going to be a chilly one. Just feel it. Just feel it in my bones because I hate cold weather. Blech. But I don't really hate cold weather. I've, I've come to appreciate it. I really, it, that sounds so whack. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting soft in my, maybe I'm hardening up in my old age. That's probably it. So Mondays, Mondays, Mondays. Why are Mondays so good? This is why Mondays are so good. Okay. So you're coming in fresh off the weekend. You had typical, okay, this is most people, right? Some of y'all, I know y'all work weekends and um, some people work seven days a week and that's just, that's just the way it is. But typically Monday is like a fresh start. You know, everybody, the whole world is back to work for the week, hopefully refreshed from the weekend. Hopefully they got some time with their friends and family, some time to kind of like recoup and recover from the week, from the week and have a couple days to unwind, maybe get caught up on some stuff at home. I mean, laundry, <laughs> fucking laundry. God, this shit never ends. Kind of wish we lived in a more southern place and we didn't have so much fucking laundry. I wouldn't have to wash so many things. Because you know, you know how you know when the weather's changing is because you can tell by the amount of laundry you have. Because not only do you just have like, it's not just shorts and tank tops anymore. It's like 
jeans and hoodies and t-shirts and long sleeve shirts and hats and gloves and all the things. And it's like, what the hell? Where did all this come from? Like you go from an empty laundry hamper to it overflowing times 10. That's how I feel right now. And we haven't even got started. But soccer will be done soon. So that'll be one less thing I have to wash a week. But it'll just shift into something else. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So hopefully everybody got caught up on their shit this weekend. I kind of did, sort of. Sorry, I'm super thirsty this morning. And no, it wasn't because I drank last night. I have not had anything in a week. So we are a week plus one day because it was yesterday was a week. Um, no caffeine, no alcohol. Um, and I yesterday I just felt really crabby. Um, I was kind of snappy and bitchy, and I might have been a little bit extra short-tempered on Saturday during our games too, but like, I wasn't like mean to them. I just matter of fact, and if you can't suck it up and deal with matter of fact, then you're going to have a long, rough, rough life. So um, I don't feel bad. Yesterday I was pretty draggy, but I slept like shit the night before, and then um Eric decided, well, he didn't decide. He was restless as fuck last night. So I ended up sleeping on the couch because it got to be 10 o'clock. And I'm like, I can't do this. So I grabbed my blanket and took my pillow and I went and slept on the couch so I could actually sleep. Which if you sleep on the couch, really not that great. But at least I could actually fucking sleep. I feel much better this morning than what I did yesterday. So that's a plus because like I need to have my head together, at least somewhat halfway together. (laughs) coming in here this morning because it's Monday and I got shit to do. Phone calls to make, um, you know, all the things to do and paperwork to get done and all that happy bullshit because paperwork is bullshit. I hate it. (sighs) Yeah. So, um, I don't, I actually like Mondays and I have for a while. I just feel like it's a fresh start for the week and, you know, I don't know. I kind of feel motivated by Monday, which is so weird because I never used to. But then, you know, I get to be back in here and there's people coming in. And that's the part that I really enjoy, like about my job is the people, you know, I get to see people and I get to talk to people and help people. So that to me is cool. And I started reading another, um, a new book is actually by Emily Frisella. And, um, I did not bring it with me today. I can't remember. What's the name of it? Hold on. Let me get the title. Oop. Oop. Banging stuff around here. Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Here it is. Okay. It's called Relationships First, People, Passion, and Profit. So that whole thing, Relationships First, that's people, right? Y'all get that? That's people. And this is something that I have, I'm, I'm naturally inclined to because I'm a people person. I never really noticed or realized what I was doing um, until the last, I guess, probably few years, three, four, five years or whatever, recognized that that's actually what I do automatically. So for some people, like you go into a place and you like need to, like you go to a grocery store, 
right? You go to the grocery store, that is a transaction. You order something online, that's a transaction. You go into a, um, a small business and you have an inter- you have a transaction, but you also hopefully have a, an interaction with the person who is there. So, you know, you kind of learn about that person or they learn about you and it makes you feel good because like somebody actually gives a shit and, you know, they take an interest in not just you giving them money and buying their product, but they take an interest in who you are and what you care about and stuff like that. Um, that's, that's such a critical thing. And I feel like we have become such a, you know, social media has, um, air quoting connected us, right? It's connected us to a lot of different people, but it has disconnected us in so many ways. We don't create the same relationships that we used to. Like you, like, okay, I'm from a small town. I still live in a small town. I work in a small town. Everybody knows everything about everybody. You know, sometimes that's annoying, but other times, if you really think about it, you know, when shit hits the fan and somebody needs something, somebody has something go wrong. Um, for instance, a friend of mine, um, Samantha McKinley, she, uh, broke her neck, literally broke her neck. And she is now, um, a paraplegic. She can't, she can't walk. She's in a wheelchair. And, um, the teensy tiny little town that I'm from, Brandon, and in uh, conglomeration or in cooperation with a bunch of people from Walker came together and they put together this benefit and raised over $100,000 for them. Okay, listen, if you don't know Brandon, Iowa, go Google it and look at the population and then go look at the population of Walker, Iowa. It's less, it's like minuscule in the grand scheme of things. Like I know fucking everybody and their kids and their grandma and their grandpa and all that thing. You know, I mean, we all know each other and this, these two tiny little communities and the surrounding people just spreading word of mouth because word of mouth is the strongest referral, um, most powerful referral. And the best way to communicate is by word of mouth. Yes, we all talk. Some of us talk more than others, but, um, brought together and it was assholes to elbows in that place that night. Oh my gosh. And it was great. And it was still during quote COVID fucking whatever. Um, and all these people in here breathing all over each other, sweating on each other and probably spilling beer on each other and probably spitting on each other. And guess what? Everybody was fine. Oh, that's my favorite part. But uh, we raised, the the whole thing was able to raise over $100,000. You know what they're doing right now? They're currently in construction, um, building a house, a home, because they lived in, a, in an old story and a half or two-story farmhouse. Okay, well, if you know anything about farmhouses or houses, these old houses have stairs. They were not handicap accessible whatsoever. Um, they muddled by for quite some time, just, you know, building a ramp, but she couldn't go upstairs. And, um, so they are currently in construction on building a, an accessible home that she can go in and out of. And it was 
a big, huge chunk of the cost was covered by the local community and the funds raised and the donations made. And like when, when Amanda told me how much they raised, I started crying. Like I'm like choking up thinking about it right now because it shows you the power of community and the power of relationships. That shit's important. And you ain't going to get that from Amazon, people. You're not. You're not going to get that from doing uh, all online stuff. It just, it doesn't happen. Yeah, there's some crowdfunding stuff like GoFundMe. And if people raise money and been able to do things, yeah. But you know what? I feel like this has so much more guts to it and so much more, such deeper roots than, uh, and it didn't, nobody took a cut. There was no cut for the um, organizers. It was 100% every fucking dime went to the family. It wasn't a GoFundMe took a cut of it. I mean, and I know GoFundMe is a business. I get it. Okay. I understand that there are expenses and overhead costs to be able to, to even offer this type of platform for people to use. I get it. I'm not dumb. I understand business. It's fine. But how does like, if you walked into that room that night, you could just feel it. It left an impact on every single person who went in and out of that place that night. And there were hundreds. Like the capacity, what is the capacity down there? 250 people, maybe? We were definitely over fire code. (laughs) Which is fine because it's a volunteer fire department and all those fuckers were there that night too. And whatever. The place didn't burn down. It was not a big deal. It was fine. It was fine. And nobody um, got sick and died from COVID from us all being in the same room. It was fine. So relationships, that's, that is a perfect example of, you know, uh, relationships and why relationships are important because sometimes somebody needs our help. And if you take the time, if you're a business owner, small business owner, self-employed, you know, or even not even that, even if you have, if you're work, have a career working inside a company, your level of success is going to be um, reflective of how well you can create and maintain relationships. People, okay, so like in sales, what's the hardest sale to make? The first one. The first one, the first one, getting customers to come to you. That's the hardest sale. What's the easiest sale to make? A return customer. Which one's most important? Well, I mean, I guess not most important, but if you, if you just give a shit about the transaction and you don't care about the person, you don't take the time to build a relationship with that person, they're just going to feel like, oh, well, okay, I bought something. And unless they like literally love the product and can't live without it, they're not coming back and they're not going to refer you. But if you can create a relationship with somebody and 
then they're going to share you. They're going to refer you to their friend because who are you going to take? How many, how many times a day do you see where's the best place to buy? Blah, 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 blah. Where do I go for blah, 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 blah. People take word of mouth and personal suggestions from their friends before they trust like a Yelp review or some shit like that on the internet. They're going to ask their people first. Why? Because they trust their people. They have a level of trust. Why? Because they've built a relationship with that person. Hello? It's important. So when, like, I have some customers who are, I I have gotten to be friends with over the years. I mean, I have, I have one customer (laughs) who will listen to this probably and has been a customer of mine since like almost the very beginning. Okay. I have known this guy since 2008, I think it was, um, late 07, early 08. I met him in person when he was going through his divorce because he came to me because he needed evaluation on his trailer. And that's kind of one of the things I do. And um, since then, we just, we've become friends. And I call him for stuff that I know he knows, and he'll call me for stuff for shit that he knows I know. And like, we're random in the beer tent at the Iowa State Fair. (laughs) And I like flip him off across the way. (laughs) This was hilarious. Um, Way too much beer. And I, I had only seen him, I think maybe once or twice in person. And we talked all the time on the phone. And he was with his girlfriend, who he ended up marrying. And I don't know if they're still, they might be going through a divorce, whatever, not, not pertinent. But, um, and it kind of looked to me kind of funny. And then I walked over like, and started talking and it hit him like, oh my God. Then he realized who I was when I started walking over. But like just random shit. You know, if you can, if you can become, and I don't do this like just to gain favor and get people to come spend money with me. That's not the point, right? If you are disingenuous about it, people can spot bullshit a mile away. Like, for real. This same guy also had a very bad accident. um, And I had to go value that trailer again for the insurance company. Um, That was like one of the hardest fucking things I've done. You know, you're... I don't, I don't quite know how to explain this. I'm kind of like going down this interesting path I wasn't planning on, but here we are. So he was hit head on by a guy in a pickup truck. Okay. He drove a day cab international and hit him head on. And the pickup came and smashed up the front side of the trailer. So I needed to do, um, give him kind of an estimate on the trailer damage, yada, yada, yada. And he was in the hospital at the time. Um, our mutual friend, who was another customer of mine, um, had called me and told me what happened. Like, it was hard to keep it together. Because I understand what these kind of things can do to a person. I've seen some nasty shit. And it's it can be bad. And it was pretty bad. He was in the hospital. He had two broken legs. His fucking... Um, Knee was shattered and tons of lacerations, um, all kinds. He's fucking pretty fucked up. Couldn't walk. 
um, because both of his, I mean, he was non-weight bearing in a hospital bed. So I went out and I looked at the trailer and did that. The trailer really wasn't that bad. It didn't take the brunt of it. The truck actually took the brunt of it. And the guy in the tow shop, he's like, well, do you want to see the truck? And I said, no. He looked at me and I'm like, "Mm -mm, nope, I do not want to see that. I can see enough of it out the window. I do not want to see it. I said, I am. I said, he's, he's a friend of mine. He's not just a customer. He's a friend of mine. I can't look at that. And he's like, I get it. So I left and I went back and he was in the hospital in Des Moines and I stopped in Des Moines and visited him. And yeah, he's a customer of mine, but he's also a good friend. And like one of the people that has like one of the most never fucking quit attitudes of anybody that I know. Um, resilience in every cell of this guy's body. And I am super proud to call him my friend. And, um, yeah, that was hard. Fuck. I've seen a few of my friends in, in the hospital before. That shit's hard. And it all comes down to, you know, it's hard because you care. Like, I care a lot. And... You know, I, you, you try not to just when you're in that situation and that person is laying there all fucked up, you try not to lose it. Right. And (laughs) since having kids, I'm kind of an emotional mess. Like I'll cry at the stupidest shit. Like I don't come off as a crier, but oh my God, I'm a mess. I'm pathetic. (laughs) It's sad. Like, oh fuck, what happened to me? How did I get so soft? But it's because I care. I finally realized that like, it's because I care so much about people. And and that's why I'm so interested in people. Because people are fucking cool. If you hate people, there's something wrong with you. Like, you need to not be a fucking scaredy cat. Because people are really, yeah, there's some shitty people out there. Yeah, trust me. I've experienced some shitty people in my lifetime. And you know what? Like most of the time, they're shitty because they have some shit that they need to handle. And and deep down, they're really not shitty people. They just don't know how to handle it. And then they just like take it out on somebody else. And that's just how it works. Sometimes. Excuse me. But overall... Like you walk outside, you walk down the street and, you know, you can say hi to people in the grocery store and they're not like throwing shit at you. Oh, damn it. There goes my phone. Okay, I'm back. Um, Like I was saying, you go to the grocery store, say for instance, right? And you don't, you don't have people, you say hi to them and they're throwing shit at you. That's not the way it works. Um, most people will like at least respond with a hello or a smile or like if they're scared of people, they will just look at the floor. <clears throat> On whatever day I was in Fairway in Waterloo last week, I think it was Thursday, maybe it was Friday, I um, happened to run into this guy. His name was Hugh. I don't remember if I talked about this on Wednesday at the po- on Wednesday's podcast or not. I don't remember what day I went to the grocery store, but like just general people. I talk to at least, uh, probably at least three or four people every time I'm in the grocery store. This guy and I had an 
uncommonly long conversation. Um, normally, even people I know, I don't stand there in the grocery store and talk to them for 45 minutes, but that's how this one went down. But usually, you know, you have a couple minutes of conversation with somebody or even a complete stranger. I do. And if you don't, I would highly encourage you to. It's going to make you a happier person because you are going to have typically a friendly interaction with another human being. And we, as a species, are social beings. Like we are, we are herd animals. We're social animals. We live in groups. Um, we need that person-to-person interaction. It, it, it's, it's a need. If you, I mean, like, because solitary confinement is like one of the worst punishments. So if you self-confine, you hide yourself away from the entire world, that's not healthy. It's not good for your brain, your emotional state, your mental state, your physical state, none of it. You're just, if you pull away from everything and everybody, that's not good. By, no, that's not good. Don't do that. So like, if you're, if you're shy and like, Aaron, I'm not a people person. I'm not you. Like people are, I'm an introvert. Shut up. For real. I mean, some people have anxiety and get scared in big crowds and they don't like people in their, in their space. Okay. But if you're just going through the grocery store and you see somebody else in the grocery store and you're in the same aisle, what is it going to fucking hurt you to say hello? Hi, how are you today? And be genuine about it. Obviously, if this is not something you do on the regular basis, it's going to feel a little bit forced at first. But I'm going to challenge you, all you fuckers that listen to this, especially the ones that don't, to do talk to people. Talk to people at the gas station. There's all kinds of shit to talk about. I mean, you don't have to like have a plan. You just say hello. And sometimes the conversation will morph from there. Just let it happen. Or like if you see somebody looking at produce or something, or ask them a question on what their favorite recipe is for fuck's sake. Don't ask me because I suck at recipes. I get asked that all the time. It's part of what, part of what I do. And I appreciate you guys. And it's not that I'm saying don't ask me because I've got resources to help with that. But like, I suck at that. I'm terrible at that. So um, I will ask, um, like, especially older people. You guys, older people are very experienced in life. They know some shit. They've been around the block a few times. And having a conversation with them, you know, okay, so think about it. If they are, if you are, especially at the grocery store, right? If you're at the grocery store and there's an elderly person who is in advanced years, you know, older than me, older than you, whoever, they obviously have more life experience than you or me, right? Yes. Okay. I think we can all agree on this. So maybe start a conversation with them. Like I have learned some of the coolest shit from people who are like 70, 80, 90 years old. I used to love going to I would go to coffee with Eric's grandpa. And those guys um, were the most hilarious fucking people (laughs) in the world. And the stories that they would tell were like, it was so cool. 
and the things that they've done in life and the shit that they used to get away with. Oh my God. Uh, it's, it's, it's wild. It's fun. And like, it brings humanity, humanity back into your life. It brings a human element back into your life, a personal element that we all need and crave. Like if you're feeling left out, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling some kind of way about, I don't even know what, go fucking have a conversation, some random ass conversation with some random ass stranger. Try it. What are you out? I mean, really, what are you out? Obviously, don't, okay, don't be dumb, but just don't be dumb. But I'm talking about in general, okay? Somebody will be like, oh, I'm going to fucking go to the hood and talk to a drug dealer. <laughs> like, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, have, and be, be intentional about it. Don't just be a fucking robot. Be intentional about your conversation with somebody. I should give a shit. I mean, I know that's hard for some people to give a shit about other people, but it's not that difficult. Trust me. I do this every day. And it's not for selfish reasons. But when you can have a conversation with an, especially an elderly person, because if you think about it, like their family is probably all, I mean, their kids are grown up and moved out and they don't see their grandkids very often, you know, a lot of them or this or that or the other or whatever. They're kind of lonely, right? What would it mean to that person for you to take five minutes out of your day and actually have a conversation with them? Think about the ramifications of that. Think about the impact you're going to have, the positive impact you're going to have on that person's life. Think about that. That's powerful stuff. And you're putting out there that good stuff. And when you put out there good stuff, you know what comes back to you? More good stuff. I know it sounds woo-woo-y, but like you guys, the shit's real. Energy is real. And everything is energy. But if you take the time, like the person working at Casey's at the counter, they hate their fucking job, most of them. You know, take five seconds. Like actually like smile at them and mean it. And, you know, just be nice. I'm not on the big bandwagon of the whole fucking be kind bullshit because it's just bullshit and people need to suck it up. But I feel like we've gone way fucking overboard on that. I don't think we need to be assholes to each other. But I don't think we need to be like coddling everybody either. There's a fine line. There's, there's a, a, we live in a gray area. Nothing is black and white. Nothing is black and white. We live in a gray area. So, like, add some sunshine to somebody's gray area. It's not that hard. And especially coming into the holidays and stuff, you guys, you all know, and you're all living right now in a very high-stress environment. We all are. And it is on purpose, and it is going to get worse and before it gets better. And I hope that everybody realizes that. So like fucking buckle up, friends, because shit ain't even hit the fan yet. So we really need each other during this time, especially. 
We need each other. We need that nice, genuine somebody to actually take two minutes out of their day to give a fuck. And be genuine and care. And and it can be something as simple as telling somebody, like, I like your shoes. Those are cute. Oh my God, where did you get those? Boom, you just started a conversation. Because if you like them, they obviously like them because they're wearing them. They're going to be excited about that. You just raise the energy level in the room you're in by adding enthusiasm and being nice and like starting a conversation, having an interaction with somebody else. Relationships, build relationships with people. And you will see that your life will become so much more fulfilling. I'm not saying it's a get rich quick scheme. That's not what I'm saying. Like, but it's going to become more fulfilling. I have only reached the point that I've reached in my life and my job and my business because of that. And I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. I just dumbly fell into it because I like people. So maybe I have it easy. And it's for some people, it's more difficult. I struggle in other areas. And we ain't going to talk about them other areas today because that's some shit I got to get done this week. And like, I don't even fucking want to look at it. But that's my struggle. <laughs> and I mean, some people are blessed in certain areas and have natural abilities to do that, to do things in this area or that area or that area or that area are easier. We're all different. That's fucking cool. And you know what? When you add two different people who have two different capabilities into the same conversation or the same room or the same team, you know how powerful that is? That's awesome. It's awesome. So you never know by taking the time to have a conversation with a complete stranger what you're going to get back out of that because you poured into somebody else. So I'm going to leave you with this, with this Monday, because my phone is fucking blowing up. And I know better than to record a podcast on Monday morning, because this is always happens. But that's the normal. So I get a call back, whoever I just flushed. Um, pour into somebody. I, I want you guys to intentionally go out of your way when you're out and about to talk to a stranger. Pour into them. Like, be genuine. Ask questions. Ask questions about their life. Be interested. People are interesting. People do interesting and cool stuff. Learn about somebody. Share some shit. And then see what happens down the road. You just never know. You might meet your new business partner. You might meet your new mentor. You might meet your new best friend. You just don't know. Give it a shot. All right, that's it. I am going to bug out and stop blabbering in your ears and uh, keep the dirty side down and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate you guys so much. Really, honestly, I do. Have a kick-ass day.